In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome back into another episode of the Retirement Pathfinder. I'm Ben George, along with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. They are retirement income planning specialists at Pathfinder Wealth Management. And today we're diving into the mailbag to answer your questions here on the show. Barbara and Phil, how are we today? We're doing we're wonderful. Great. Well, we're, we're glad to be here. How about you, Ben? Oh, the same. It's always a good time uh, catching up with you both, and I enjoy our time together here on the podcast, and I'm looking forward to answering some questions today. But I'll be remiss if I don't ask about the farm and how things are going out there, Phil. Oh, yes. Farm. Farm story time. Okay, so the title of this very short uh, segment is called Make a Memory and Take a Kid Fishing. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Recently had the opportunity to babysit uh, my wife and I. We have uh, four grandkids. We were able to babysit three of those grandkids. Uh, the baby was still in mama's arms someplace. So we were out there uh, on the farm and came up with a great idea. Let's take our kids fishing. So um, our neighbor across the road has a wonderful farm pond, and he's often invited us to come over and bring the family with, you know. So we rustled up some earthworms. I mean, those are really the the you know basic your your basic bait for the for the panfish out there. We jumped in the car and with the kids and their little itty bitty fishing poles that they got for Christmas, the little pretty ones, you know, <laughs> with the very little reels and stuff, and and a dozen earthworms and a fishing we went and uh, we had the greatest uh, fishing experience of our of our lives. I'll tell you what, as luck had it, the bluegills were sitting on their nests, and uh, boy, I tell you what, as soon as you put that. Uh, Worm on the hook and threw that bobber out there. They just attacked that thing. And I couldn't take the fish off the line and rebate the hooks <laughs> fast enough, Barb. It was just one fish after the other. And, of course, you know, Nana uh, had to take a picture of, of the fish every time they caught one, right? <laughs> so i throw the bait out there. You know, they boom, they'd hit it. i let the kids, it's you know, we'll help him help him set the hook. And uh, uh, and then we they'd reel them in and, and then hold that, that little slimy fish that they couldn't hold, you know, yeah. and it would fall on the ground. And it, <laughs> I'd have to pick it up and give it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation to make sure that we could throw it back in. It would live. Okay. Well, of course, each one had to have a picture taken. That was fine. But I do know this, that uh, we've created three diehard fishing kids for life, right? <laughs> um, but the only danger in that, Ben, is that, you know, we hope that we didn't set their expectations too high because one of these days when they go fishing, it's going to take all day to fish uh, catch a fish. So, I hope it, we didn't set it too high, but, you know, farm pond fishing is definitely the best. Oh, it's fun. You know, yeah. I, I, so it's fun to hear those stories. You know, I think, yeah, you, no, you did set their expectations high. We did. They're gonna yeah. expect it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Papa, how come we can't get it? We're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. But I, what I think is just neat about that story is just to hear stories like that, that we need to hear more of. Just, you know, grandpa taking the kids fishing and just enjoying a day outside and nature and fresh outdoors and just having fun and, and no technology. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, my greatest memories were being outdoors, fishing, hunting, hiking, all camping, all that too. stuff. Yeah, we were was, always out. Yeah, it had to be called in at nighttime at nine o'clock when it was dark, and we were out all day. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Don't dare do that today, right? You know, hmm. it's just a different yeah. world out there. There's no question. I, I I have a lot of great memories too uh, with my grandfather doing mm-hmm. that as well. Phil going out and oh. going to pick up some mm-hmm. worms and heading out to the mm-hmm. the lake mm-hmm. and and getting out there. And I've I've done both the pond fishing with some friends where 
Yeah, every like fifth cast, you, you're able to grab a, a fish versus getting out a big lake where you actually have to work for it and and pick your spots yeah. and <laughs> go through trial and yeah. error. It's definitely a, it's definitely not as fun the latter, but it is great right. to get outdoors as you mentioned and enjoy some fresh air and time away from a screen mm-hmm. is uh, is so you important bet. these yep. days. Yep. All right, yeah. we appreciate that, Phil. As always, the farm updates always deliver. So thank you. All right, uh, let's get into the mailbag today. I got some great questions I want to run by you both and get your opinions and perspective on. And again, if you have questions for Barbara and Phil, we encourage you to send them in. Two ways to get in touch. You can always call 815-399-9806 or, as always, schedule a meeting and talk with Barbara and Phil directly. Just go to pathfinderchat.com. All right, let's start off with one from David. He says, I'm positive that I have more than enough money saved to last the rest of my life. There's just no way I could spend it all. Not bragging. I just find myself in a very blessed position. Is there any advice you'd give to somebody like me? Or can I just coast my way through life, financially speaking? (laughs) Well, David, I would say congratulations that you've saved enough or inherited enough money for retirement. Um, Many are not so fortunate. But not knowing anything about you, it's not accurate to say, yes, you can coast your way. You know, I would ask questions like, are you married? Do you have kids? Are you working? Are you preparing for retirement? So the term more than enough money is a relative term because the drive of your retirement will be your expenses. If you retire at normal age, have you considered inflation on these expenses for 30 years? So just rule, using the rule of 72 with, say, a 6% inflation rate, prices will double every 12 years for you. Did you know that? Uh, that's twice in your retirement. And have you prepared for that? Investments are important. However, there are many other areas to consider. The way to invest in retirement is to stay ahead of inflation, pay your taxes, have your money last you for 30 plus years. You could possibly be doing some important tax planning right now. And are you doing so to take advantage of historically low federal tax rates? If you have kids and you'd like something to go to them or to charity when you're gone. And have you considered protection of your estate from long-term illness? If you have plenty of money, maybe you've given some of those uh, consideration already, but we don't really know anything about when you say you've saved enough money to last the rest of your life if you're working, or if that means you have saved enough money to last the rest of your life and you're preparing to retire. Sometimes we see the reality of making assumptions in retirement like, I have enough, or is, is uh, you know this is what I need every month for my investments when I retire, and finding out the reality that some people may have not saved enough or they are not going to be able to retire the amount of money they'd like, and they have to work longer. So those retirement calculators that you use, they they hardly cover all areas that are necessary to consider. So I just mentioned about five areas to be aware of, David, and if you'd like to have a further conversation, we'd be happy to talk to you. Just reach out out to us and schedule a complimentary 15-minute phone call at pathfinderchat.com. The two phases we talk about to uh, our retirees is really their accumulation phase, which David has done a pretty good job on. But the other one is really the payout phase. I like to call it the preservation phase. Why? Because quite frankly, uh, post-retirement, people have to understand that there are a lot of traps out there that they can fall into. They can get into uh, the wrong type of investments. They can lock their money up uh, in the wrong in the wrong ways. Uh, they can be taken advantage of. Barb, you've gone over and you we, we've talked about the tax traps out there. You know, people fall into tax crap, traps by not doing uh, proper tax ad, planning. Yeah, proper mm-hmm. adequate tax planning. And so, yeah, they have to. David, you need to you need to stay in touch. You can't just coast. You need to have some guidance along the way here. Uh, somebody else with a set of eyes looking at this thing, saying, "Hey, watch out for this." Yeah, that's true. We don't really know if he's doing this on his own, his own investing, or if he's actually has an advisor true. and he just feels that he's okay. We we probably would need a little bit more information. Yep. 
Yeah, we typically need more, a little more information, David. So I always encourage you to follow up, but a, a great question and glad that you're in that position and glad you're thinking about what you can be doing there as well. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Hey there, just a quick break from the podcast for a moment to tell you how Barb and Phil are assisting clients every day in the office with some effective tax savings opportunities under the latest Secure Act 2.0 legislation. If you want to find out how much you could save, give them a call and schedule a free 15-minute initial consultation. Call 815-399-9806 or go to pathfinderchat.com. That's pathfinderchat.com and schedule your visit with just a few clicks. We'll also put the contact info in this episode's show notes. Now, back to the show. All right, Kate is up next. She says, my son is 27 years old and just hasn't been able to land a legitimate job since he finished college four years ago. We've been supporting him by helping with his car insurance, his cell phone, health insurance, and a few other things. I won't be able to continue this once I retire in a couple of years. So how do I cut him off without screwing up his life? I'm sure this comes up quite a bit more and more now, huh? <laughs> uh, all right. Let, let me let me re- restate what you just said, Ben. Okay. okay. Son is age 27, yep. right? Can't find a legitimate job. College graduate. Parents are supporting him by paying his car insurance, cell phone, health insurance, and a few other things. Well, we don't know what those few other things are, but I can imagine. Mom will retire in a couple of years, and her question is, how do I cut him off without screwing up his life? Um, (laughs) Let me me answer this question by going Dr. Phil. My name is Phil, so I can go Dr. (laughs) Phil. Okay, to Kate. Uh, Kate, his life is already screwed up, (laughs) But, but but we won't be that direct. Okay, okay. We, we'll be nicer. We'll be gentler and kinder in our approach by saying they probably need, both need some kind of advice or guidance here. It's not a one-sided deal. Here's a, here's the thing we found out about human nature, Ben. The more you provide some necessity to people, the less they are willing to work for it. Isn't that true? That's yeah, the way it is in our society. But uh, Kate already knows this, at least I hope she does, but thinks that by turning off the, the cash flow spigot, she will make things worse for Junior. Well, it might for a while until he understands that there ain't no free lunch in life that is outside of mama's house, right? So this able-bodied young man needs to understand that he can no longer be the center of, of his own universe. Make it on the outside, the big, bad, cruel world, as we call it. He needs to contribute to the good of society. People will only pay you in proportion to the value you give to them, and he needs to mm-hmm. figure out what that value is. So in conclusion, Junior needs to put on his big boy pants hmm and knock on the doors for some kind of an entry-level job. And mom, Kate, you need to give him permission to do that. Yeah, you know, the more you provide, the longer and more that they expect it. Yep. I I would say, Kate, since you've been helping at this point, I would um, help him set up a budget and have a timeline for him to be self-sufficient. That's good. You know, whether whether that's six months, three months, you know, but a, a couple of years isn't far off for you and you want him to be taking care of himself so that that's not an ad burden for you when you retire. Yeah, it, is, it seems like uh, there's more and more parents that kind of face this situation right now. Uh, so, Kate. Mm-hmm. Oh, we see it. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we, we see it quite a bit, Phil. Actually, yep. you know, um, you know, our clients would like to provide many, many things for their for their kids. And these are kids that are 30s, 40s and even 50s. Yeah, just such a tough situation to be in yeah. uh, for the parents to have to try to choose between one or the other. But, uh, Kate, we appreciate you reaching out. You know the stock market is unpredictable. But did you know that that volatility can wreak havoc on your retirement savings if you're not prepared? 
Don't leave your future to chance. Let Pathfinder Wealth Management help you navigate these turbulent waters. With over 70 years of combined experience and a fiduciary responsibility since 1996, they have the expertise to guide you through market ups and downs. Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky are dedicated to educating clients and empowering you to make informed decisions. To get in touch, book a 15-minute chat with them today by visiting pathfinderchat.com and take control of your retirement plan. Don't let market volatility derail your future. Visit pathfinderchat.com or visit the link in the description of today's show. All right, uh, Laura is our next question today. She says, I like my financial advisor, but he's hard to get in touch with. I rarely get phone calls returned, and I wonder if my account is too small for him to worry about. I have about $350,000 with him, and I believe most of his accounts are a million or more. Is this a common problem? Hmm. Well, Laura, that's too bad if you have communication problems with your advisor. It sounds like expectations were overlooked in the beginning of the relationship for what to expect with communication. You can call and ask at this point. I'm sure you'd like to feel and know that your account is important. And if you don't get phone calls returned, maybe it's time to seek out someone else. As far as it being a common problem, I would say it happens regularly. And that's why it's good to set up expectations in the beginning of a relationship. I know that my clients know that we meet once a year and we are in touch by phone three times a year. And I go over with this uh, this with them at the beginning. I have a couple clients that would like to meet twice a year. So we do that. But again, that's been established. Are you calling for a specific reason, such as needing to withdraw money, or are you calling because you maybe need reassurance with your account? Does he have an office staff that can assist you with your calls? I know our office staff is equipment to handle many of our clients' phone calls. So, Laura, call and find out what to expect from him as far as communication, and then you'll know moving forward. If that doesn't meet your expectations, then it may be time to seek out a new advisor. I'd be interested to know if he's talking to you about other things like tax saving opportunities that you could be taking advantage of now. If you'd like to have a 15 minute phone call about the subject, please reach out to us at pathfinderchat.com. Our schedule pops up there and you can just click on any time that's available for you. And we can ask you some other questions about what you may need now and in the future. Many financial advisors only invest your money and nothing else. And there's more to the puzzle than investments only. Yeah, Barb, I'm going to take uh, kind of the contrarian view here. And, and say we don't, okay. we we don't really know why Laura is calling her advisor, right? That's true. Too. But but you and I have both experienced situations where um, we've had people call and uh, we'd give them uh, good solid advice, good solid answers, but for some reason they don't want to adopt or follow through with our particular answers, and so they'll call continually mm-hmm. to try to seek more advice or different advice or something that's more comfortable. I mean, it's tough. It really is. So. You know, maybe maybe this advisor has just said, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, this this gal is just crying wolf. I mean, we just have talked about this numerous times. And rather than be rude to her, he probably maybe he just doesn't want to answer her phone calls. That's a possibility. I'm not saying it is. Right. But she needs to really go someplace, uh, you know, to uh, talk to somebody who can give her some answers, possibly if it's legitimate. It could be that he's not answering a phone call because she doesn't have enough money there. That happens occasionally. But, uh, you know, we also have to consider the fact that, you know, that advisor's time is valuable. And so, you know, when uh, when Laura does call, make sure that it's something very legitimate. Make sure that it's something that uh, she's willing to follow through. If if she's asking his advice, 
Yeah, and I also think that it's about, uh, you know, if, if she thinks that she doesn't have enough money, 350000 because he has million dollar or more clients, then you have to, you, that relationship, it's it's a trust relationship. Yes. You've got to be able to say the things that are on your mind. So she needs to ask him that question. Is my account too small? That's if her good. account's too small, yep. well, then maybe he shouldn't have taken it to begin with, you know, so. Right, right. You know, I mean, and, and there is a legitimate time when possibly she needs to go to somebody else. Right. Uh, we won't discount that. All right, Laura, thank you for that question. Let's do one more today here on the podcast. Again, if you want to get in touch, pathfinderchat.com is the best place to start to schedule a meeting with Barbara and Phil. All right, Bill's our final question today. All of my money is invested in a regional bank. I'm scared they'll collapse like others have recently, but I don't know where to move it, where it'll be safe. I feel like I'm being punished for doing a good job saving a significant emergency fund, and now I don't know where to turn. Before we can... Uh, direct our friend Bill to a place where the money will be, quote, safe. There are a few questions we need to ask Bill. First, how much is in the emergency fund he's talking about? If it's $250,000 or less and his regional bank is insured by FDIC, then he would be covered for any loss in the event of the bank failing. Uh, this coverage is per depositor, by the way. So if he has more than two hundred fifty dollars uh, he's married. Uh, it would be prudent to open up an account with his his spouse or in his spouse's name, so that way they both have coverage up to two fifty. Or they can open up a joint account, and each one would be covered up to two hundred fifty thousand each, or five hundred thousand uh, in that joint account. Another strategy is to open up an account at several banks, as long as they aren't affiliated. You know, after all that is said here, we need to understand that part of Bill's difficulty and anguish is that he has allowed himself to be victimized by what I call the fear-mongering media. Now, that's really interesting because the financial news does a great job of cherry-picking the worst-case scenarios, don't they? (laughs) You know, if it bleeds, it bleeds, right? Yeah. So listen to this statistic. Out of more than 4,500 banks that are active in the United States today, only three have failed this year. Hmm. So did the media focus on the other 3,997? Right. No. The three that failed accounted for only 2.4% of bank assets nationally. And those are covered, by the way, by FDIC. So here, here's kind of an interesting alternative. Okay, if Bill took all the money out of his bank and put it in cash and put it in his mattress in his house, there would be a greater chance of losing it in a house fire than a bank collapse, according to the National Fire Prevention Association. Yeah. You know, in other words... 0.118 would be the possibility of it burning up versus 0.067 of it being lost in a bank failure. Mm-hmm. And that was just this year from, listen to this statistic, from 2015 to 2022, there were only four bank failures in total. Seven years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's really crazy. People get scared. And I mean, you know, it. quite frankly, it's the media's job to scare you because the more they scare you, the more you'll tune in to listen to them. Upset, upset, yeah, creates emotion, creates movement, creates yeah, a constant state of a panic. But I was going to say too, that Bill, we covered this on a recent podcast. So if you go to our website, like maybe two podcasts or so about previously recent, like I said, then um, we talked about how you can title accounts at the bank to get your maximum protection. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, it's possible you can have over a million dollars at one, at one account if you have it titled properly. It's all right. about the ownership of those accounts. Yeah, great information there. So a concern I know that some people have had, but an interesting stat to kind of have some perspective that it's not as serious as the media might lead you on to believe. All right. We will close it out on that note. We thank everyone for sending in their questions. We always appreciate the feedback. We get a lot of it here on the podcast, both uh, through email, but also calling the office. Uh, If you want to do that, you can always 
let Barbara and Phil know what you think about the podcast or what you want to hear us talk about as well. We can, we'll be happy to add that to our list of topics. You can call 815-399-9806. And of course, we always try to cover stuff that's really pertinent to uh, to your your audience and your clients, That uh, something that affects them. So if there's something on your mind, we'd love to hear from you. And if you just want to schedule a meeting with Barbara and Phil, you can always do that at pathfinderchat.com. Barbara and Phil, we appreciate your time as always, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Take a take a take a kid fishing. Uh, Absolutely. Thank (laughs) you for listening to the Retirement Pathfinder for Barbara and Phil over at Pathfinder Wealth Management. I am Ben George. Take care. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.